Good evening, folks, and welcome to episode four of the Golf Days Australia podcast. We're coming to you live this week on Facebook. Uh, thought we'd do something a little bit different this week and come to you live and help you see what happens uh, around the grounds uh, when we record our podcast. So it's going to be raw. Uh, there's no editing, no retakes, no redos, no, oh, that intro was crap. Let's do it again. So uh, it's going to be pretty raw, but I uh, hope you enjoy uh, seeing this video uh, of us doing the podcast. But uh, we got a, a soldier missing again this week. Matt's right. on MIA. Uh, Nate, what's going on? What do you think? All right, mate. Pressure's on this week and uh, Matt's not here and I need someone to hang shit on. So it's, uh, <laughs> we'll just have to go with the flow. No, Matt again, but uh, he's got a lot going on at the moment. So we understand that. He'll be back in no time anyways. But uh, no retakes tonight. So hopefully we... Uh, don't say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, I think he's slacking off a little bit. No, he's he's got plenty going on at the moment. We're uh, we're we're supporting the uh, supporting the team and and getting things done whilst he's away. So um, again, we've got an action packed podcast uh, for this week. We're now broadcasting again to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Pocket Casts, Anchor, and plenty more. Uh, if you're listen, trying to listen to it on something we're not on, let us know. We'll see what we can do to get on there. But I'm pretty sure we're on all major uh, streaming services. Uh, remember to hit that follow button as well if you're listening on the podcast. And where it allows, give us a five-star review. That'd be really awesome. Um, but we've got a bit of an update uh, for you coming this week. Uh, we're going to talk about travellers, uh, what happened over the weekend, a um, few few things of controversy getting posted up in the group this week, uh, which is always fun to see, some good chats that are happening, happening there. We'll talk about uh, posts of the week that have been in the group um, and maybe talk about uh, our weekend's rounds. Um, and a few highlights from within the group this week too. Uh, we've had a few aces uh, in the group, so uh, it was really cool to see that. Um, and then Controversy Corner, got a few things to talk about there. We've also had a, uh, a listener send us in a bit of an audio rant at a couple of things that uh, is really irking him at the moment. So uh, he's going to be joining us a little bit later. Uh, well, I'll, I'll play the uh, recording. The rant. Um, yeah, so a bit of a rant there. That's uh, that's always fun to listen. Do to. we know? We don't know who he is, but do we? Just anonymously no, sent in. Yeah, calls himself Double Par. Uh, so oh. you know, we'll, we'll have a listen to that one uh, a little bit later on. But uh, let's get into it, mate. Um, travelers, give us a give us a rundown. Travelers, yeah, another another uh, big event. Um, lots of drama on the final day. Uh, lots of talk over the over the weekend, obviously about Phil and Phil's run. And not only Phil's run, but those ridiculous sunglasses and also the uh, jogger pants that he was wearing, uh, the, the, the pants that cut off around the ankles. So that created a, uh, a lot of talk, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, banter on Twitter about that one, uh, his, his, his footwear, his uh, clothing choices and his sunny. So, yeah, Phil, as usual, just uh, being different. And let's get this out there now i'm not a phil fan okay so i'm all for people hanging shit on phil mickelson i'm not a, i'm not a phil fan i'm going to put that out there lefty is not uh in my top 10 golfers i think it's only because you can't hit the backwards flop shot right 
The backward shot. That video, I tell you what, my mates know how much I hate that video. The backward shot. This is a fun shot. Oh, if I have to watch that again. <laughs> I'm going to find it and tag you in it. Yeah, um, for sure. Thanks. I, I think uh, he's channeling a bit of Top Gun. <laughs> yes. There's plenty Getting of memes. The, plenty of memes doing the round. There. Yeah, there's plenty of plenty going on. If you golf, they are hilarious. They take the piss so hard. It's so funny. They yeah. they obviously misquote people or, or just make up quotes, make from, up quotes. From, yeah. from, from random people. And uh, some of the ones that they posted was really funny. So a bit of a shout out to F you golf. Uh, I threw one up there as well from IFLG. That was uh, I thought that was pretty pretty funny. I got a little chuckle out of myself doing that one. But uh, yeah, lot, lots of lots of fun watching him um sort of get back up there and lead into the weekend and then flounder what yeah <laughs> he did he did um but yeah i mean it was a, it was a great uh final round um lots happening so i mean i, I think the place where i, I want to start with the the weekend is um brandon todd um you know the, this kid played he played well uh all weekend um all, all week and then you know, coming into that final round, he's paired with DJ in the final pairing and he, he goes 11 straight pars, just couldn't get anything really happening. Um, 11 mm-hmm. straight pars, nothing nothing either way. And then he gets to the 12th hole, um, perfect spot, 150 yards out, eight iron in the hand. Um, they mentioned on the coverage about that the breeze had picked up probably most of it, most of it had uh, all day. And just as uh, they'd said that, he, he pushed it a little bit right just caught the the bank and kind of went. It looked like it went mm-hmm. into the right green uh, side trap, um, but little did he know it was just hanging up off the off the sand and it was in the thick, real thick grass mm-hmm. uh, on this downward slope. You'd obviously, rather in the bunker. Yeah, he would have. I think uh, he still didn't have much. Um, he short sided himself again. Didn't have much green to play with there. Back right pin. Um, really awkward stance, and he absolutely hosel rockets it. The old shanker doodle come out. And uh, he, he flew it over the green, uh, pretty much nearly hit the tower, TV tower at the back. It was right next to the TV tower. <laughs> uh, you see when he hits it, he just drops his club like, what have I done? And I, I felt gutted for him because uh, we've all hit that shot many a time, let alone when, you know, you're two shots off the lead uh, with DJ um, and he hits a shank. Um Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, tough shot. And then his next shot's nearly even tougher again because he's got massive slope. Again, no green to work with. He tries to be a little bit too cute with it, hits the top of the uh, the bank and comes back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he has to take the putter out. Texas wedges it up onto the green, runs it past. Actually, makes a really good par, uh, a really good putt uh, for triple bogey. So um, that that smashed him. It went back. He went back to 15 under there, and and that was all she wrote for. Yeah, yeah. Wasting Todd. a good putt on a on a triple bogey, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny how many times I make good putts for bogey. So uh, it'd be <laughs> nice to do those for uh, a par or birdie. But it's funny how many times you make those bombs for uh, to save a point or whatever in Stableford. So uh, yeah. for the triple triple bogey, um, but. Uh, DJ. DJ was just solid all week. Uh, he shot 69, 64, 60. Oh, what was his third round? 64. I've got the notes here. 61. That was his, yes. Yeah, third round was a 61 and then 67. So his short mm. game was phenomenal. Um, he didn't, he said afterwards that he didn't feel like he striped it as well off the tee like he would like to. Um, 13th hole, for some reason, he hits driver out to the train tracks and it's out of bounds and he's got to hit another shot. 
so that was that was uh, you opened the door back for a couple of players there. Kevin Struelman being one of them. Yeah. Um, but he just too solid. He closed it out. He made a really good birdie the very next hole and um, closed out. Twenty first win uh, in his career and thirteen straight seasons to have a win. So every season he's been on tour, he has won a PGA uh, victory, which is just it's phenomenal. Yeah. He's now had more PGA Tour wins than Greg Norman. Yeah, I saw that stat, I think, mm. today or whatever, and it was like, let that sink in. And I was like, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 And he's still got that's... plenty to go. He's still got plenty in the tank, right? He's... Yeah, that's that's a scary thing. And, he, you know, he's had he's had things um, in his career with injuries and, and other things off off uh, the course. So, you know, uh, he who knows what he's where he's going to end up. But he's definitely, uh, God, he's got a solid resume at the moment. You're as young as the woman you feel, right? <laughs> yeah. hey, he's doing well. He's doing well. He's doing well there, yeah. <laughs> very, very well. Yeah. Um, but, he, yeah, he was exciting to watch. Even on Sunday when he let the door open a little bit, uh, I, I thought uh, it was just going to make it a little bit interesting. And then we've had another rain delay again, right, on Sunday. It's just – I don't know what it is, but it just – it, it drops the vibe. At least this one wasn't as long. I think they were I was off gonna for, say, for yeah, an hour, yeah. right? Yes, it, yeah. And that, that was about it. But, um, yeah, it just sort of dampens the mood a little bit. Pardon the pun. Um, but, yeah, dampens the mood a little bit. Um, but th- there's other, other things to talk about out of the weekend as well. COVID-19 factor. So we had in our tipping comp as well, actually, it, it impacted a few in the tipping comp um, that uh, I think Vicky had tipped – uh, three that missed the cut, and then her fourth uh, pu- uh, pulled out late pulled out. In the draw, um, because of COVID nineteen impact. So seven pulled out due to either being diagnosed or um, those around them being diagnosed and, and um, withdrawing out of safety for the field and, and for themselves, which is admirable. Um, but yeah, there's. There's a bit bit to talk about, and maybe we'll get to that in a bit of controversy corner, unless you want to get into it. No, now. we'll, we'll but... jump into it now. I reckon. I like you know there there was you had uh, Kepka pull out, you had Webb Simpson, and poor old Kepka's brother Chase. Chase has qualified and and made it, so you're gonna have both brothers in the tournament, uh, and he has to pull out as well. And I saw mm. that they've uh, the travellers have said that he's got a guaranteed spot next year. So that's that's great of them because he's pulled out. They, they've guaranteed him a spot, which is which is awesome. Um, but you've had Dylan Fratelli today, Harris English, I think, today as well. Um, if only Matt was here to mention Harry, Harris English to me. But um, Well, here he is. Here he is. Tell back on me there, fellas, he says. We, I think we went a little bit light on him a little. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, um, we'll make up for that, Matt. Don't worry. We will. We will. So, um, so yeah, so you've had a couple. You've also had uh, Cameron Champ tested positive and then he had four negatives afterwards. So, look, there's a lot going on there. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the PGA bubble and how it's not all it's meant to be, uh, how people aren't following protocol. Uh, people are kind of doing what they want. The bubble isn't as tight as what they're probably making it out to be. Um, and you can't get away from the feeling now that it is a bit, it's a bit worrying. Um, it's worrying for the PGA. Uh, the states, the American states, and what they're struggling with over there with their numbers, which are just exponential. Like, it's ridiculous. I don't think we can fathom what it's like over there. Um, so, well, Travel- Travelers wasn't far from New York, and that, that's kind of an epicenter uh, for COVID 19 impacts. Um, so, it's just, 
Yeah, the yeah. question you got to ask is, did they rush it back? And I, and I know we we were urging for we were urging for for golf to get back on TV. Um, just wanted to see some professional action consistently. And uh, whilst it's great, has it come at a cost? Yeah, well, we don't know. And I mean, um, it's easy for us over here. We've been pretty lucky. Besides, I guess what's now happening in Victoria and and um, you know numbers kind of rising there, but. I don't think we can, you know, grasp what's happening over there. So had, that maybe they have gone back early. Look, I, I have this feeling that I'm not going to be surprised if we only get a few more events in and then it's pulled again. Um, my biggest worry is that what is this doing and what impact is this now having for all the other sports um, in, in America? Uh, they're yeah. trying to get, you know, baseball going. They want to get all their sports, uh, basketball going. Um, if golf, which we've always promoted as the most social distant you know, perfect uh, sport there is, um, and this is happening. Uh, it doesn't bode well for those for those uh, other sports over there. So, look, it is a, a concerning thing at the moment. Uh, we don't want to see players pulling out. We don't want to see big, you know the those in contention, those big names as well. Webb Simpson's been hot, obviously. Kepka, um, you don't want anyone having to pull out of it. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll to watch that space, obviously, as it is everywhere in the world. But it's yeah, uh, not, it's a little bit concerning. Like not not to really liken it to league, but uh, they they considered obviously early days uh, continuing the comp, but putting everyone in a bubble to do so. And uh, I think at the end of the day, what came from that conversation was that if they had someone test positive whilst you know in the bubble, uh, it would be it would you know just be trouble from a, a, a lawsuit perspective. Players could. You know, could sue the, the the NRL for, you know, trying to continue being ne- negligent in that way. But yeah, they they've sort of pulled back and and yeah, they're obviously up and running now and have stringent tests on entry of the uh, facilities uh, for for players to meet and they if they you know get um, hit with the temperature gun and they go over, they have to get taken off into another room and wait fifteen minutes and go again. Uh, and we've heard a lot of that happening, and then as soon as yeah they go off a, a, away into that other other room, they come out and they're fine. I don't think they have had any that have been pulled away. So you kind of well, this, this, look, this isn't rooms. a football this isn't a football podcast. But if we want to no. get into it, the, the words come out now about I think Corey Hosberg, Hersberg or whatever it is, and and a few of the uh, the Sharks players that have gone and doused themselves in ice water, cold water, ice packs. So their temperatures come back down and they've got through. So, look, who knows what's going on? Uh, I'm just glad I'm not um, sitting on that that grenade over there. That's that'd be it'd be very worrying. There's obviously a lot of policies in place, but look, hopefully yeah. we get it back. But um, back to the back to the travellers, uh, my boy, Beefcake Bryson, uh, another <laughs> solid solid uh, top ten uh, without doing yeah. anything too special. Special, he's had a T six. Um, just a just a spoiler alert here. Um, he is my solid pick for next weekend, but we'll go into that later on. Of course, he's my pick again, but he is in form at the moment. So. Your uh, man crush, your whole pass man crush. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I said, there's Tiger, Ricky. And Little then, Spoon uh, or Big Spoon, then, mate? No. <laughs> and then Bryson. Oh, well, at the moment, he's going to have to be Big Spoon, isn't he? Jesus Christ, he's huge. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can get over his swing um, just with the, the, the mass that he's put on. I, I, like, I know he, he's got same length clumps and, and everyone knows that. And I, I just – I don't know if I can get, it, get past his swing. 
uh, being so different to the the norm. I mean, I, I compare a lot oh. of players. Adam Scott, as normally a lot of people would, but yeah, I, I don't know if I can get past but that. You've got to tell me if Bryson comes on your screen and you're about to go out of the the room for something, and he's on the tee, and you hear Bryson DeChambeau on the tee, you know, with the driver, you're stopping and watching that before you leave that room. A hundred percent, you are. So, getting my hat on. Is that the Bryson hat? <laughs> Look at that. Uh, whereas other players you might not. So, look, he, like I said, I say it every week. He's entertaining. He's good. He's putting in um, good results. And, uh, look, yeah, I think he's I think he's a special um, next week. But we'll, we'll have to talk about that later. Uh, another video, definitely, but... definitely handed yeah. off the, the baton, um, the, the most hated baton. Uh, Patrick Reid, I, I, I think, just stole it off him. Um, uh, but he's, he's becoming more likable. He's obviously put in a lot of effort behind closed doors when no one else is watching. He's put in a lot of effort to get to where he is and everyone's talking about the meters and everything, but there's a lot of effort that goes into what he's been able to produce in, you know, the, the COVID off season, so to speak. Oh uh, yeah. He's wired differently. He's, I, I think he gets one thing in his, uh, in that brain of his and it's just, there's nothing else. The blinkers are on and he'll do everything to get to that goal. If he sets a goal for himself. So, um, yeah. But no, Patrick Reed still probably got to be the number one, and then Phil number two, maybe. <laughs> anyway, uh, can we talk about Ian Poulter's fart? Yeah, our mate, Chalmers. Chalmers, Chalmers is mate. He's in this viral video that's going off. I believe it's the. I believe it's the last round. Um, I think they were teeing off really early because they were down the bottom. Um, shout out to Chalmers for for making the cut. Uh, great mm. effort. Um, we did have him on a couple of weeks ago. If you've missed that podcast, go back on there and have a listen. It's a great chat. Um, but he's in the viral video. You don't know what's going to happen because all I saw was the, uh, I think the the caption said something about those microphones really are hot or whatever. Again, like all these things that are getting caught with no crowd. Uh, and as Chalmers just, his back swings up and he just cleans his ball, clears the hips, and then you just hear the loudest, the loudest <laughs> rip. And and I, I took me so many times to work out what has happened there. Who has done it? Has Chalmers done it after he swung the club because he's just released? And who's on the side? And then all of a sudden you hear Ian Poulter laughing and yeah. asking if the microphone was on and if they've got it. And then Chalmers <laughs> is telling him to stay on his side. Oh, mate, it was it was stay brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it took me back. I remember uh, a certain Tiger Woods um, with Stevie Williams, and Stevie Williams does it, and Tiger just pisses himself laughing because <laughs> Steve Williams just drops a bomb and it's straight into the microphone as well. So, uh, yeah, from, obviously, uh, it doesn't get picked up too much. Yeah, uh, that is uh, <laughs> Polter's hilarious for that. But Chalmers got on another little video. Uh, they, they asked the players uh, to do a quick you know, 10-second snap uh, as they're, they're walking on uh, around what they do to prepare for inclement weather, all right? And he just takes the piss out of himself. He's, he just says, you know, it's like I'm a rookie. I don't have an umbrella. I don't have a wet towel. I don't have, um, you know, wet, dry pants. <laughs> he just takes a piss out of himself and then walks on it. It's, it's pretty funny. Go check it out on Golf TV. It's uh, Yeah, he, he just takes a piss out of himself. He's so grounded, Chalmers. He's a good bloke. Yeah, he is. Um, done with the Travellers. Anything else you want to mention with the Travellers? Daniel Summerhays. Yeah, Summerhays. So, Corn Ferry, um, absolutely great, great story. Actually, 
was a bit bittersweet in the end, the poor bugger. Uh, Daniel Summerhay's been around a while, he's 36 year old. Uh, lots of talk. He's got six kids um, retiring from professional golf. Um, so, anyways, he, he ends up shooting. Uh, there are lots of videos were going around before he even finished. They did a lovely video with all these kids shouting out and everything else, uh, you know, giving him this message about how good their dad is. And uh, it was a really heartwarming story throughout the weekend. And then his, his family even came and saw him, I think, putt out or, or tee off on one of the holes and they're at the fence waving to him because they weren't allowed in there, which was, it was really nice. He ends up shooting a 62 in his very last round of his professional career. He, he said it was one of the best rounds he's ever played, if not the best. Um, makes it to a playoff, a three-way playoff, and he leaves his putt about a millimetre short. Actually, it goes right side, just holds up. Um, so he bogeys the first hole, uh, he gets out of the playoff. But uh, it was a really cool story the whole week. And, and a shout-out to, to Daniel Summerhays. Um, Cole Jones ended up winning in the end in the playoff. And if you mm. haven't seen Cole Jones, have a look at him. He he looks like the, you know, Beef Johnson. He's like nearly the American. Big, solid guy, uh, big frame on him. Um, and, yeah, he, he smiled with that trophy. He's like nothing. So, Kyle Jones won in there. And, and we had a couple of good results. Ryan Ruffles, uh, Jamie Arnold had a deep run mm. as well. Yeah. Um, so, a couple of so Aussies doing well on the Corn Ferry that we, we have to keep our eyes on. Yeah. And speaking about Aussies, we haven't mentioned that we're going to include Amy Walsh interview at the end of no, this. No, not yet. So, at the end of this podcast, we had a, a good chat with Amy a few weeks ago. Um, again, salt of the earth, uh, Aussie. Well, we're going to claim her as Aussie anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had a chat with her. It was a great chat. So we're going to add that on to the end of this podcast in the podcast forum, not obviously on Facebook Live. We've already uh, had a chat with her Facebook Live. So if you've missed it and yep. you're on Facebook, go back and have a quick squeeze through GDA advice and discussion videos and you'll find it there. But we'll add it on to the end of the podcast as well. Yeah, it was a great chat um, talking to Amy. Obviously, you know, um, up and coming female on the uh, tour over in in Europe and and here in the um, Asia one, in the Australian one. So um, yeah. she was awesome. She's up at the Goldie at the moment. Talked everything about COVID and how she's coping with that. A lot of her plans thrown up in the air. And um, also, there was really good the discussion and and talking about the difference between the female and the male side of things in, in pro golf um, and some of the, you know, the um, the walls that she has to jump over um, just b- because she's a female in, in sport in uh, in golf. So, yeah, yeah. great chat. Um, make sure you stay tuned to that one at the end of this podcast. She posted up a, a video this week for her, um, what was it, Fix It Friday um, last week uh, around uh, how to play shots with an uphill, uh, well, ball above your feet or ball below your feet. I found that really cool to watch and listen to, and I picked up probably one thing out of that um, that that I'll hopefully take out onto the the course with me. Um, but yeah, I think that was a really cool video. If you haven't checked it out, go into the group again or go visit Amy Walsh's page, and you'll right. find it there. Uh, it, it's yeah, giving you some hints and tips around how to play when the ball is above your feet or below your feet. Uh, yeah, really cool uh, tutoring uh, tip there. Yeah, she has some great tips there. Uh, obviously, Leeton, there is no such thing as a downward or upward, uh, you know, ball above your feet. Doesn't flat happen. Track. So, fl- pretty flat track out here, mate. Yeah, so, that's why you're uh, why you're only on eleven. Yeah, yeah, well, it's the same thing. No bunkers out here either, mate. So, you know, anyways. <laughs> good, good. Uh, okay, so 
maybe talking about GDA, uh, we've had a couple of highlights in the group this week. We've had a few aces in the group, and I, I, while I um, while I see if I can find the the, the pictures of that, um, I, I'll go to my post of the week. Uh, it was only posted up earlier this afternoon, but uh, it came from Ryan Dent. Quick question, lads. If you've been at your club for four years, played pennants for the club, love the people, love the course layout, and the pros are great, but course conditions have deteriorated dramatically, and looking at how bad it is, uh, it won't be any time soon that it gets back to where it was uh, when he joined. Uh, there is a course that is a resort-style course, greens, uh, sorry, resort-style course, greens are slick, fast, and pure, fairways like carpet with a pretty tough layout that cost me the same per year as his old club. A, should I bite the bullet and just go? Or B, remain a social member for $400 a year but play uh, there rarely? Or C, cop it on the chin and play bad conditions for the next year? Um, just interested to hear. What, what do you think, mate? Yeah, it, look, this is a tough one. Um, I've not not had this, you know, this... Um, thing come up in, in it's been close to this out here at Leeton. We've, we've had some years that there, there've been conditions where it hasn't been great. Um, we've had players go to other courses to play regularly because they weren't happy with our course. Uh, we've also had a course close to us um, where members have come over from there because they weren't happy over there. It, look, it's a tough one. I, I love my club. I would do anything for my club. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that I've always got the best interest of, of the club with everything I, I do. Um, but it, it does become hard. You're paying money and you're paying, I'm guessing, down there good money. I mean, I'm pretty lucky out here that our fees are 480 bucks. We're a country course um, and we that's what I pay out here. But, when it, you know, it's still your dollar that you're paying for. So, it, look, it... it it's it, it's a tough one. I, I don't know how deep you are in rooted in that club um, and how much that affects you. If if your mates are still there and you've got that regular group that you play with or those regular guys that you you hang around with and and the club's a good vibe. To me, it's more than the course, but of course, the course plays a majority decision. You want good conditions. Um, but you've got to ride it out as well. I think that courses, if they know that they're not in the best conditions, they're going to try and do everything that they can. You know, out here we've got auto irrigation that's just got put in, which we've never had. We've always had volunteers doing the water. We've got a new greenskeeper that's coming this month that's come from Tumor to take over. Everyone's excited about new green. We're doing good things at the moment, but when things get tough and the conditions aren't there and you see your money going towards something that you're not happy with, you put it put it in perspective. Think about it instead of golf. If it was something else, would you keep yep. paying for a product that you weren't happy with? And and what are you paying for in your membership? If I'm paying for the entire thing, then it's a part of it. If I'm only paying for the course to play that course, then of course it's going to affect you. And 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 most times in that situation, you probably go to the comes, other club. Comes down to intent of the club behind it as well. So yeah, yeah if it's a club that um have just you know let things go a bit too much and the superintendent and not to uh, put uh, bad juju on any superintendent out there but if they're just sort of not not caring as much as they used to um yep. or they've had they've they've had to let go of a few staff for various reasons um and the intent isn't there on building it back up i think that 
sort of tells you what you what you want to do but at the other side of the coin there is if it's a case where and we've had a pretty dramatic year weather wise that's right yes Um, we've had bushfires we've had floods Um, if it's down to impacts that are driven by nature and you can see that your club are doing everything they can to try and rectify it it and bring it back to um a, a playable format then um you may be able to write it out i, I suppose if you really wanted to get down to it maybe have a chat with the superintendent and just say hey what do you play in so like yeah. just out of curiosity that i'm not not trying to you know not trying to stick my nose where it doesn't belong but yeah just out of curiosity what are your plans and where do you see it happening uh, where do you see yeah. it going uh, i think that might be uh, something that will help but yeah yeah, the there's the a committee there. You can talk to the yeah. captain of the club. You, there's the committee. There's the, the people in the pro shop there. There's people there to talk to. Um, you know, uh, we've had it here where we've uh, redone our greens or whatever, and they're not in great condition. You know it's only for a certain amount of time. But, you know, we, we may have gone over and played a, a weekend at Griffith because they've got a great track over there as well. So it's something different. Um, and we go and play there for a week and then go back to ours or whatever. But... Um, actually leaving uh, for good, it's a, it's a big decision. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's any clear answer. Everything's individual. It's going to be different at every club. M- multiple things to unpack with that question. It might be a sabbatical situation where he you know, goes away for a, for a year and comes back to, to the club. You know, if he's got those Yeah, it's hard but as well because in. you know probably as well as I do that there will be members there that will be off him because he's done that. There are very tradition. There are very pe- people. They're very protective of their course. Um, yeah. And as soon as you do that, I know guys that have gone and joined other clubs because they're cheaper and they can get the country deal or whatever, um, but still regularly play every weekend here and 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 win our tournaments. And there's just that little feeling of they're not a, they're not a member here, and it doesn't rub everybody the right way because they're not supporting the club they're not supporting our our area so that's a, that's probably a whole nother thing to talk about if you're a member somewhere else and constantly playing somewhere that that's a big one as well and i think we'll probably have to talk about that in a, another podcast yeah um so back to some highlights uh do you so want my uh do you want my oh, post, post of the, of the week? week go for it yeah post. It's not my post of the week it's the worst post of the week and ryan dent's <laughs> going to get another mention here <laughs> God. All right. So, this is about so, the same again. This is, I know, and I'm I'm going to be in the uh, minority here, and I'm okay with that because look, it, it's a bit of content, <laughs> bit of banter. But Ryan Dent wrote the other day, "For the love of golf, please don't allow some absolute flog that wears sunglasses on the back of his neck win the Travelers Tournament." Amen. And he had some prayer hands going as well. <laughs> um, and Trying when I saw this. <laughs> when I saw this, I, I just remembered that I played the entire Sunday with my sunglasses on the back of my head uh, exactly the same way. So he's talking about Kevin Strillman. Down, down the back? Like down the back of your neck? Like at well, the bottom? At the yeah, nape it could be down neck? the back. Or, or Kevin Strillman a lot of time tucks it in behind his hat, um, you know, yeah. upside down. There's a few people that do it. I've seen Henrik Stenson do it before. Sometimes it's just more comfortable. You know they're lodged in there. Um Look, he has them on the back of his neck. So it you, doesn't bother you, me. You actually, I'm, I'm, actually, I gave it to Phil because of his glasses. And he actually but had his them on his glasses. His glasses were ridiculous. <laughs> At least this guy had golf glasses, but they were just on the back of his uh, head. But 
Anyways, I like Ryan, Ben, I like it. It's good. You've, you've made uh, two, two posts of the week this week. So good stuff, mate. <laughs> See, keep, the, keep the thing with yours is, we'll, we'll just talk about your your round with your sonny's on the back of your head for a second. See, you, it's, a, it's not as bad given that you don't have a caddy at your side, right? You don't have someone at your beck and call where you can just go, here, hold these for me for a little bit and I'll just put them back yeah. on. Yeah. But right. he puts them on and off. He puts them on and off. It's like the cricketers. The cricketers have theirs on the back when that sun yeah, they go to the umpire or whatever. Just yeah, but if they're the in the umpire. field, there's a lot of uh, lot of fielders that have them behind the head, or they'll have them backwards on the on the baggy cap. And I know that's to show the logo and whatnot for some of them. But yeah, look, each eat, eat their own. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty funny because it, it 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 did tick me a little bit. I was like, just I don't know if I'd be comfortable playing golf with them on the back of my neck. That that's yeah, that that was yeah. me. The, the best thing was that I I wrote on there that what's the issue? Um, you know, I I I have done it because of this reason or that reason, and and uh, Scott McDonald. Okay, so the one we talked about who didn't get the hole in one because the pool noodle was in there. He just wrote. <laughs> He just replied with grade A wanker material that. And I said, now I'm never not going to do it, mate. So uh, <laughs> thanks for your input, Scotty. But, um, yeah, how'd that hole-in-one go? So speaking of hole-in-ones uh, that were actually made, um, uh, we've got an ace from Jimmy Sweeten. Uh, had my first hole-in-one yesterday, 144 metres on the 17th at Twin Creeks. I can finally sell my clubs and give away this game. <laughs> oh that's brilliant mate uh, and the video to to go along with it was uh was pretty cool uh yeah 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 it was pretty cool so uh what else have we got here we've got mick innes uh yeah, mick had one. yeah yeah um, and another going back to your mate but another almost ace um, just sitting on it i think uh, that guy said he had a hole in one not long ago didn't he uh, he said, this was Michael King, my playing partner's shot today at oh, the okay. par 316th at Meadow Springs. How close have you been? And it is wedged yeah. into the side of the cup, not not below. Like there's there's yeah. enough ball surface above the cup for you to tap it in. Uh, yeah, that hurts uh, seeing that. But, yeah, shout out Michael King. <laughs> That's a good well, one. I reckon – I reckon that's a that's a good segue into our little controversy question about hole in ones. Now, yep. I saw a thing on Twitter the other day about some guy that had a hole in one on a par three course. Mm-hmm. Okay, he runs another. He's on another podcast in America. We're not going to mention their name um, <laughs> because you know now we're rivals. Um, <laughs> but he, he he had a he had a hole in one on a whatever it was a seventy five yard par three. Uh, on a par three course at Pinehurst, it's called the Cradle, and it's this awesome. It's just par three track, and it's beautiful. It's magic, but you can't count that as a hole in one, surely. Seventy-five yards. Yeah, it's, it's it's a par three course. Seventy-five yards is not a par three. Yeah, like I know, it, but it's a par three course. You, yeah, you know, yeah, I think for me, if you're on a par three, I, I, we'll get to yours in a second. But uh, with a par three course. You're hitting wedge after wedge after wedge, or iron, short iron, whatever you're doing. You're not, oh, you're so not you hitting got, driver. You're, not, you you're having 18 chances. You're having 18 chances in a row. Yeah. You you can't. Uh, to me, I can't. Uh, I can't say that that's a hole in one. It's not a. It's not a traditional course. 
There's no way that that guy would be not wanting to get one on a real course now. He would feel oh. ashamed. Every time someone said a hole in one and he goes, yeah, he'd have to then tell the story, oh, but it was on this part three <laughs> course and it was 75 yards. Yeah. I think I've referred to, and you, you mentioned there, I've had one on a par three course, local course, just two minutes down the road. It's a par three nine hole. So um, I think the longest hole gets up to about 150 metres at its at its biggest at the moment. It's I think he's extending the, um, or making a new tee box another 30, 40 metres back uh, to extend that hole. Um, the shortest one is like 50, but there's, there's only one of those. The rest of them average between 105 to 120 uh, is, is the average. So they're at least a, a decent distance. Um, I don't say that to justify mine because I, I referred to it the other week in the podcast as I've had one, but not on a regulation course. Right. So I'm pretty particular about that. Um, yeah. And the one I had was at night as well. So I think there's um, a different, a completely different game when I played at night. There's a, there a glow ball that you use. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, a yeah, it's really cool. They're actually playing out there tonight uh, on on Tuesday nights. They get out there, and and if I wasn't um, doing these podcasts or, or these live videos, I'd probably be down there having a having a hit. But um, yeah, the course is all lit, and yeah, you get a glow ball that yeah, it's like those um, stars you used to put on the ceiling when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the dark with you know when you put some light on them. You get a torch that goes around with you and you just torch it up when you tee off and then it lasts for the rest of that hole and then you glow it up again before you tee off again. So um, completely different game. And um, the one I had was uh, was was a really cool um, shot and I'll talk about it quickly, but uh, it was the last hole of the night. Um, I was the last to tee off in the group and the guy that teed off first, nice um, draw shot on, onto the green and you could see that it had rolled off the back edge of the green. Uh, so the other guys hit and then I've, I've lined up and it's got a, the, the tee box was surrounded by trees and some overhanging tr- branches. And I, I've placed my ball down, looked up and went, that branch is in the way. So I've moved a foot left and teed it up again. Same sort of shot, nice draw in. It's hit the green rolled towards the direction of the pin and then disappeared. And the boys are like, oh, it's just rolled off the back, you know, like old mate shot, same sort of thing, it's just rolled off. And I was like, oh, I'm not too sure. And there's a couple of, because it's lit up at night, there's a couple of uh, shadow lines that have gone across the green from the trees that are surrounding the green as well. And I've gone, walking off the off the tee box, I've said to one of the guys, I don't remember seeing it roll past those shadows. And he's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get excited for you or not. And yeah. so we're, we're sort of walking up there and uh, because the balls glow, I'm getting sort of halfway up to the green and I'm looking at the stick and I'm going, is that flag glowing? Is that stick glowing? And, of course, we sort of walk up a bit further, a bit further, and I'm like, it's in the hole. It's absolutely in the hole. <laughs> so walked up and sure enough, it's it's in the hole. And um, I, I really dislike listening to hole in ones where they haven't seen it drop because I would love to be on a tee box, hit a hit a pure shot, watch it hit the green, watch it roll in the cup and just do that absolute celebration. Yeah, throw my yeah, arm yeah. And do the do the um uh <laughs> to do the celebration on the on the tee box. It'd just be phenomenal. Uh but yeah, yeah. that 
that's that's that story anyway. But again, going back Put to it this the, way. I, I don't give a him. fuck. I don't give a fuck how I get my hole in one. All right, I haven't dropped the f bomb yet. This is the first time I've dropped the f bomb on this on this uh, podcast. But I don't care how I get a hole in one. I don't uh, care if it's the worst shot I've hit. I don't care if it comes off four trees in and out of a bunker. If it's in the hole and I don't even see it, I, I, as long as I get one. If I so die without someone, getting a hole in one, I'm not happy. <laughs> Someone's posted up a comment here, and I think they're an insider as well, and they haven't clicked the uh, the button. We probably didn't remind guys at the start. Oh, yeah. Yard. Um, click the the button at the uh, in the post. It'll allow you to uh, allow us to use your uh, name and uh, picture, your profile picture. Uh, but they're they're a bit of an insider. Big hole or little hole. So the course that I was talking to. Wait, um, are we talking about golf? Rick, yeah, we are still. Okay. Um, right, okay. <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast yet. Well, I didn't um, know what was going on. I don't know who it's from. It could be from anybody. Uh, yeah, so the the course I'm talking about down the road, Erina Creek Golf Course, uh, they have had for a long time, they've had, I think, um, six and a half inch cups. Oh, it's greeny, Matt says. <laughs> nice one, greeny. Uh, yeah, they've had, they had for a long time, six and a half inch cups. So not regulation cups either. And the one I had was on a non-regulation cup. So it was a larger cup. So hence the reason I say when I when I refer to having had a hole-in-one, it's not on a regulation course. And there's I, a few, I asterisks, there's I a few asterisks next to that, that hole-in-one. Yeah. If you've ever got to explain or, or go and talk about anything else when you say, <laughs> yes, I've had a hole-in-one, it is not a hole-in-one. I try not to, right? <laughs> I try not to, but I don't. I don't go into that story. It's actually literally. I have a bucket list. I literally have a bucket list of about 121 items, uh, give or take one or two, um, that it's on the top. Have a hole in one, so it's not ticked off for me. Yeah, it's yeah. not ticked off. So that that's so my point of view. Little hole regulation course, and there's your hole in one. Um, so Matt Bailey just put up, was Greeny our tipping slash tour winner as well? Yes, he was. Our, uh, oh, it, was he both, Bailey? He must have been both. Comment. Was he both? Um, yeah. So he's in the in the money uh, on both he of definitely, them. He definitely picked the tour. I saw that he picked DJ. Um, so, oh, um, did he? So he's got both yeah. of them, yeah. So he definitely won the, the tipping comp as well. Um, he had wow. uh, Patrick Cantlay that uh, posted five under on the final round to boost his squad up to, what, minus 54. So, uh, whoa, he's a, a double winner this week. Well done, Greeny. Nice work. That is awesome. GDA Tour, um, Golf Day Australia Tour and Golf Day Australia Tipping. Get around it. Plenty of money, prizes to be won. Bit of fun as well. Um, you get Condor. Yeah, there's Condor involved. Um, so, yep, it's uh, congratulations, Greeny. Good stuff. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's just coming. All right. So. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's... Yeah, I did. Brilliant. Good did work. Did you play on the weekend? I did, mate. Uh, so, I had another golf surprise comp score. This week was uh, three under handicap, so 39 points I had to achieve. Um, I was sitting pretty with a couple of holes to go. I, my, the first nine was a, a bit rough. I started really well. I, I birdied the first with a 25-footer uh, to, to uh, sneak in a birdie on a par five. I was loving that. Uh, then two points, two points, and then I just had ones thereafter yeah. on the front nine or well, my first nine. And uh, I was like, okay, I've got to pull my finger out here. I had 15 points in the front. And I need to get, what, 24 
uh, on the on the back to to bring it home. Um, I ended up coming home. I had two pars to get uh, to hit it, uh, and unfortunately bogeyed on the last. So uh, yeah, didn't quite get the bickies there. But again, uh, for me, it was thirty seven. I ended up with 37 points, not 38. So 37 points I ended up on and another positive round. I'm enjoying striking the ball pretty pretty well at the moment. Ended up with 12 over uh, to back up my 11 over last week for GA handicap of 15. So um, that's come down to 14 and a half at the moment. So I'm I'm pretty happy and hopefully we'll get down to the 12 mark uh, sometime soon, which is my goal for this year. Good stuff, mate. What about you, yeah, mate? I, um, yeah, I was back back to it. So I had the, had the weekend off before to, to do the salami, um, <laughs> yeah. which was good. We got a few of those snags the other day. Had some of those sausages that was handmade myself and I didn't die. So that was that was a positive. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I actually did back-to-back rounds uh, for one of the first times in a long time. I don't know how I got that uh, that pass from the from the boss, but um, got, got to get out for uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Saturday... Started off well, um, faded uh, through seven, six, seven, eight, nine. Had three points, I think, in those four holes. Fifteen on the front. Was very disappointed. Um, back nine, I had twenty-one points. I came in two under the last five holes, so I've had twenty-one points with a wipe on the back. Um, just striped it coming home, and I felt really good about my game. Um, hit and driver it well, which is is the big difference. But um. So then what I had on Sunday, so that was a bit of a, a warm-up to Sunday. Sunday we had, um, I'm the, the captain for our Leeds and Pennets team. Um, so we, we got put off for COVID. So we were up to the last round and then COVID happened and we got put off. Um, yeah, right. So, so we, we decided, uh, the RDGA out here, the Riverina Golf Association decided, look, let's get the last round done. We played at a, a place called Lockhart, which probably nobody has ever heard of. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, halfway between Wagga and Naranda, I guess. Uh, look, beautiful sand green course. We don't play sand green courses normally in the winter because our um, our penance is in the summer. So there's hardly normally any grass. It's dirt. You're literally hitting off rock. It's preferred lies nearest 30 centimetres, which you might not even see any grass in that 30 centimetres. Yeah. Um, so, but it was winter, plenty of winter grass. I looked down one hole and it looked like I was at Bonville. Um, not, put, not, not shitting out. It was pine trees. It was beautiful. So, look, uh, sand green course, uh, different sand green. Normally, sand greens are with uh, like a, a, it's got oil slicked through it to, to slow yep. it down and, and, and plenty of sand on top. This had like a, a river sand, a yellow kind of river sand that had been okay. all, uh, all the rocks and pebbles. So, really quick, if you, if you landed on, it would bounce 10 foot high and go 20 metres out the back. So you had to land at 10 metres in front. Hopefully it just trickled on. If you had to chip, you had to just get it on and then it would run. Um, so really tough. But um, we we had a win, our team, which was good. And oh. I had a six and five win over poor old Jeff. So if Jeff's <laughs> out there, I absolutely towed you up, Jeff. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologise. I felt bad about it. Um I lost one hole to him on the ninth the entire time. I was six and five, and um, we had a great game. So we played Kapuka. So that's the army base out here. They've got a golf course in the army base. Yep. Uh, most of the guys are ex-army. Uh, they're civilians, and they they play for that team. When we go there, we have to sign in and do all the. It's it's crazy playing inside an army base, yeah. but um, 
yeah. they played us. And uh, yeah, he was a lovely bloke. And I, I love pennants. I love match play. I love playing different courses. Um, Sands, completely different game. So it's fun as well. But uh, that was my weekend. And so I'm pumped for monthly medal this weekend. Um, got to get my golf surprise comp score in and, and see what, what our target is. Speaking of golf surprise comp, we have had a few um, really good results lately uh, through members in the group. Uh, so Brad Gold, uh, moderator of Golf Days Australia Advice and Discussion, uh, banked $150. Well done, mate. Uh, Joshy, uh, one, another one of our moderators had a, had a decent win. I think he had to hit, what, 34 points and got 75 for his, uh, for his troubles. Yeah, um, yeah. And another one, big one, Joel Van Der Wiegen, 250 bucks, uh, smashed it, absolutely smashed. I think it was a PB from him. So uh, I tuned in, uh, he had, had a round yesterday that he had to get the score on and uh, tuned in to him, sent him a message in the morning saying, good luck, hope you, um, hope you play well. And he was sort of giving me a, a little bit of an update uh, after a 10th hole and he had to come home strong and I just pumped him up a bit and said, mate, just get your head in the game. You know, it's possible. Uh, my round on the weekend, I had five threes in a row to start the uh, start the way home. Um, I said, it's possible, mate. Get in there, get your head in the game. And, of course, he's come through with the biggies, mate. 250 bucks to spend in your pro shop. So, uh, yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Um, these it, golf surprise comp, I don't even know how their, their system works here, but these guys are going to go broke with that many guys that we know <laughs> are winning cash off them. Uh, we're going to have to get them on to explain the system because I don't get it. You pay five bucks, you get a target score, you beat it, you get cash in the pro shop. Um, yep. I've taken money off them. You've taken money off them. Uh, as Bale's taken money off him, I think he might have. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we've got a link or a post up there, and and you can click on there and 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 get through that way and, yeah, and, work, and get yourself a target a score. Um, working on a link at the moment, a, a, a probably a little bit more appropriate link uh, for for Golf Days Australia members. But yes, um, jump into the Golf Days Australia uh, Facebook page or group and we'll have the the link shared there probably we might just throw another another post in there announcement up yeah 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 Yeah, i think it's good a bit of a shout out for their recent wins as well and post the link in there so yeah uh, stay tuned look out for that one in the golf days australia so essentially yeah pay five bucks get a random score to beat or to achieve or beat and uh, a random prize money amount as well and if you buy 10 target scores which will cost you 50 bucks you're guaranteed uh, at least one shot at 150 dollars as well so yeah uh, yeah get on to it boys have a look in the and uh, we probably didn't mention i know bales has just put it up but brad gold shot four under off the stick for that 41 points for that win of 150 bucks as well he his target score was 41 points uh he had to shoot four under so massive massive shout out to brad that's a that's a huge win but um can we uh, double par. Are we up to? Are we up to double par yet? Yeah, I think we can probably get into that. So we've had a little bit talked a little bit about controversy corner. Um, just quietly, quickly back on Brad Gold. So as soon as yep. he posted up, uh, well, uh, commented in our group chat. Uh, I thought I'd get on a video chat with him. So we've got a, a group chat with the uh, well, the the moderators of the group and uh, got in a video chat with him. He, he literally only just walked off the course. He hadn't even put his card in yet, and we're we're uh, pumping him up for a four under. That was his PB. So uh, another PB to to hit a target score. So well done, mate. 
Well done. Um, cool. Double par. Yes. So just let, let's quickly chat about this one for a sec. So randomly, we get a message. This is uh, good. Come, come through. Uh, calls himself double par and goes on a little bit of a rant uh, about a few different things. So let me see if I can share screen for a second. Excuse if you're watching live on Facebook, you might see, you know, uh, a lot of our faces and I'll, I'll take it away for a sec, but let's uh, see if we can share this. And Double par. We don't know who it is. If anyone can can figure it out, let us know. Uh, I, I haven't listened to all of this through, so this this could say anything. So let's right. let's have a live listen through it. and just, uh, All the uh, kids uh, at 9.30, uh, all the kids should be in bed by now. Come on. I think it's safe. You've already dropped the F-bomb anyway, so let's... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. In there, we're good. All right, let's, let's get going. Bye, bye. Oh, hold on. Yeah, definitely started started wrong there. Get back. There we oh, go. There you G'day, choppers. Double par here. The boys have asked me to come on their podcast and talk to talk to you guys about something that really, really irks all golfers out there. Slow play. Now, we all know slow play pisses everyone off. But I wanted to get to the root cause of what causes slow play. So over the last week, I've been doing some investigative journalism to find out what's caused slow play amongst us. Here's some of my findings. White pants. People that wear white pants, 25% more likely to play golf slower. So lose the white plants, people. Second finding, iron covers. My God. Taking those silly things off after every shot and before every shot, putting them back on after every shot. Oh, my God. Adds 30 seconds a hole. Multiply that by 18, gives you 4,368 seconds, which is like too freaking long. So lose the iron covers. Your clubs could do with a little bit of character. Bit of bag clatter. Who cares? And the third and final thing that I've found that contributes to slow play the most is people who think they hit the ball further than they do. (laughs) There is nothing worse then watching your playing partner wait for the group ahead because I'm going for the green in two. Oh, going for the green in two. Uh, you're 280 metres out, you clown. Wait for the green. I've got me three wood in my hand, mate. Oh, if I nut this. Oh, oh, no, mate, you're not going to nut it. <laughs> then they wait. The green gets clear and he tops it. Tops the shit out of it. Oh, my God, slow play. People, understand how far you hit the ball. No. You don't hit your three wood 280 metres. You hit your three wood 180 carry a maximum. My God, people. Slow pay. The frustration of every golfer out there. Let's stop it. Because we're all in a hurry to get back to our significant others. This is double par. Because it sounds better than an eight. (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> ah, double par. I tell you. 
Oh, I love it. White pants. What a rant. White pants. Yeah, white pants is a funny one, actually. I, I, I'll I, put my hand up. I have a pair of white pants, and it still Get has out. the tag on them. Um, yeah, good. And I've yeah. had them. I've had them. I've had them for about three, three or four years, um, and I just can't bring myself to wearing them. Yeah, I, I think if you get paired with a random fourth that comes out with white pants and iron covers, run for the hills. Just NR, like right. just out, gone. Sorry, I'm going to the pub early. See you, boys. <laughs> No way am I playing with someone with white pants and iron covers. <laughs> no, actually, you know what would be? Yeah, look, it, it, top if the it, top of the cake would be having a visor on as well. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. I did say yeah. that. I, I've heard a whisper that Double Par might wear a visor, so it's pretty funny. Um, we're like, we're going to have to find out. But um, yeah, great rant. Uh, look, white pants again. If if you're off uh, scratch or better, then I think that's when you can wear white pants. Uh, other than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to have to hit a good ball to, to get away with that. And the uh, the waiting for the green to clear or whatever, it, it's uh, that's a tricky one as well. I love that because I do you, you do see a lot of people that obviously think they hit it further than they do, but there is nothing worse when you're that person and you're like, oh, if, if I do nut one, it's here, and I know the group ahead, and if I hit one onto them, they're going to have the shits, or if it rolls up to them, but then you wait, and you know what's going to happen when you wait because as soon as you wait to hit that green, you chunk it, you top it, you cut the shit out of it. It's always going to happen. So I, I, it's one of the worst things in golf. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We've had a couple of comments. It looks as though someone might know who it is that is double par. Robbie O'Donnell, uh, mate, Slow on the uptake. There's a, a link in the post that allows us to just show your your uh, your, your name and uh, and Facebook profile picture when you put a comment up. But how's the irony of the slowest bloke on the planet talking about slow play? Wow, he knows mm-hmm. who it is. Controversy. Uh, yeah. Double pass cover could be busted within a week at this rate. It <laughs> could well be. Could well be. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, I don't know if uh, we if he is keen to reveal himself, but uh, double par sounds better than an eight. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I love that. I love double that. Sounds be. better than an eight. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was that was gold, mate. Uh, double par. Keep sending them in. Yeah, looking forward to uh, hearing some more rants. Mate, I can't you. wait. I can't wait for the next rant. I'm expecting big things. Uh, Cool. So um, on to some more golf that's coming up. We've got the Rocket Mortgage Classic this weekend. Uh, Any any tips for yourself? Yeah. So um, Rocket Mortgage uh, in Michigan. Uh, Nate Lashley, I don't know if anyone remembers, he was the defending champion from last year, overcame massive tragedy. Um, Was a really feel-good story last year when when he got up and got the victory. Um, So... Look, I obviously I said before, Bryson is my pick, and I've I've just had a look at the odds, and obviously gamble responsibly. Um, but he is short price favourite this week. Um, just having a look before, I think he was about seven dollars to win, uh, and then there was a gap to about twelve, thirteen, fourteen dollars after that. So obviously, mm. uh, obviously people are hot on Bryson this weekend. I am one of those people. But outside of Bryson, um, I like. Uh, Victor Hovland, actually. Uh, Victor Hovland, yep. um, 
I, I, yeah, I think he's uh, great for the game, and um, I'm excited to see what his future holds. But um, I'm on him for for the for the win outside of Bryson the Beefcake. Don't mind those. Don't mind those. So we got Brooks back. Is he coming back this week, or is he gone for an? An don't know. I, I, I didn't see him on the uh, on the sheets. I, I don't think that he is playing because I think mm-hmm. the COVID rules. I think there might be there might be an extended period of time um, if they do have the two week quarantine or whatever it is. But um, I didn't see uh, Brooks on there. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Who have you got? Uh, I might uh, wait for you to post up your team uh, and then. Pick- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, honestly- well, you've got Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson's back at $12. You've got uh, Patrick Reed, Tyrrell Hatton, Hideki. Well, if, Webb, if Webb's back, then Brooks, uh, Brooks should be back as well. Yeah, though. he mustn't be playing this week. I'd say he's opted out opted out for the week. Uh, he's mm-hmm. definitely not in the odds. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to stick to my guns. Uh, I, I still think there's plenty left in the tank for JT uh, at the moment. Um Jordan Spieth as well, I think, is just warming to the game in terms of enjoying it again. Uh, so, yeah, not not too sure at the moment. I, I'm a bit up in arms, really. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until uh, probably 20 minutes before tee off uh, before picking my squad. I think. Yeah. Um, unlike a certain Matt Bailey who uh, waited till after tee off to pick his squad. So let's let's come on, mate. Just Get it going, okay. I tell you, I tell you, one person that we need to look out for this weekend, and I'm not concerned, but I'm getting a little concerned is Jason Day. Um, He's uh, dropped out of the ratings big time. I think he's outside of the fifty for maybe the first time in a while. Uh, He's had a few miscuts and a withdrawal. I I just think it's not panic stations Mm -hmm. yet, but I think it's a watch this space, and I'm very interested to see how J Day goes this weekend. And I hope he can find some form, but. was he Those our top Aussie though? I think he might have been our top Aussie for for the last weekend. Uh, I think that was leashed. It, I don't even remember J Day finishing up. Yeah, I could be wrong. It could be leash. It's either leash or J Day. Um, I think, but I, yeah. I tend to agree though with you around yeah him just slipping out. It wasn't yeah it wasn't many years ago that he just reached to number one. It, it was, was short lived, but um, he was there. So. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think I just think a, a, a boatload of birdies looks looks far far from where he's at at the moment, and I think he, you know, back to back sixties. Just yeah, I just I don't see it in him uh, at the moment. And and look, I'm just a little bit concerned. Not 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 panic stations completely, but just a watch watch this space. I think he was uh, he was a final score of minus seven. J Day and our top Aussie by. Two shots. Mark Leishman was just under him. So, uh, yeah. But good to see the Aussies sort of still in there. That wasn't a. It was a top. Well, it was tied forty sixth for J Day and fifty eighth for Leishman. Um, then we had Chalmers, our mate. Um, yep. Chalmers didn't, didn't have a great Sunday, uh, unfortunately. Probably that uh, change of wind didn't uh, didn't help Chalmers. Um, thanks, Paul. <laughs> Uh, Davis was there uh, three under, but missed the cut. Um, so yeah, that sort of rounds out some of the Aussies there. Um, Cam Smith missed the cut as well. Um, Cameron Percy, yeah, just, a few um, 
just before we we, we wrap up tonight, uh, I've got a. Uh, I'm going to let some our uh, people that are listening and and watching right now in on some inside info. Um, we've had obviously some really big names and, and talking about Aussie golfers. We've had, um, you know, Chalmers, Amy Walsh, Lincoln Ty, um, Gowie, uh, Pilks uh, on the show already. Um, so we've had some great chats and. Look, we have a, a very few exciting months ahead of us, uh, some, some big podcasts to come. Um, we've got the likes of Travis Smythe, Jared Felton, uh, Blake Windred, uh, Matt Miller, Dimi Papadatis that are all on board uh, that are gonna, we're going to be hearing from. And um, Jared's partner, um, Hannah Green, major winner, yes. um, is, is going to come on the show as well. Love so. It. Yeah, so some huge, some huge interviews to come. Some some big things for the podcast. Um, hopefully, just just getting better and better. And and just out there, if you're listening right now, if you've watched today, just some feedback as well. Don't be afraid to give us a bit of feedback, whether it be some good things or bad things. Let us know what you're liking, what you're not liking. Um, this is for you guys, um, and we just we want to grow this game, and we want people to enjoy the game of golf. Um, whether it be talking about the PGA, our locals, our own games, um, the controversies, just um, let us know what you like so that we can mould this. Uh, well, you know, this is our fourth episode. We're still kind of going and learning as well. Um, so, so let us know. Don't be afraid to, to give us some feedback. Yeah, love to hear about some local results, uh, some more tournaments that will be coming up. Mark Hale in the group has been posting up a few of the uh, upcoming tournaments. So uh, looking forward to seeing some of the results out of those uh, to have some locals, uh, local knowledge and, and local information around what's happening in those tournaments. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the Minabana coming up in October as well. So uh, I've put my hand up to Caddy uh, for a mate of mine. So I'm looking forward to getting up to Foster Tongue Curry to uh, Caddy in the, yeah, mid-amateur. So that should be a bit of fun. Uh, but I'll tell yeah, you what, just on that, I had this moment today thinking about caddying um, and I would love an opportunity to caddy at some stage. I don't care when it's going to happen. I don't care who it's for. Um, I'd, I'd love to have a go at caddying. I, I think it would be fantastic to – I've done the walking scoring at the Australian Opens, but I think caddying would be brilliant. I'd probably have really shit advice and I probably wouldn't say anything because it'd be wrong. Um, but, hey, look, if anyone's out there and needs a caddy, I'm always here. Good, good. Speaking of caddies, quickly, we've got – uh, someone famous that's joined the group this week, Paul Stevens. If you don't singing. know Paul Stevens, Daddy. come on, he's the singing singing caddy. So uh, longest serving caddy on the on the tour. Um, caddied for for Greg Norman for many years. He actually used to be in a rock band a long time ago uh, that used to open for the Beatles. Um, so yeah, a big 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 celebrity amongst our group so yeah, welcome welcome, welcome, welcome yeah, paul awesome. uh i spotted you on the voice a couple of weeks ago mate so uh yeah getting amongst it 79 years of age and getting on a live tv and having a bit of a sing it was a yeah it was yeah. a brilliant song mate. Del- loved delta it, so. loved him guy sebastian wants to play around with him it was a great little yeah. clip and it. it's, uh, it's on his uh, website that he put the link off so go and have a check um and hopefully we might be able to get him on in the future and i reckon he have a great couple of stories up his sleeve Mate, if you're listening and you're going to have a round with uh with, with guy let us know we'd love to come out and film it 
we'd love yeah, to come out sure. and film it and be yeah. involved in some way, shape, or form. So if that uh, if that happens, mate, let us know. That'd be great. Um, cool. We've got a couple of comments quickly as we're wrapping up. Golf Bucks, great show again, men. Uh, Day and Digger Lawson would be a great interview. Uh, got a hole in one in the Euro Tour last year. Um, and I think Robbie O'Donnell's jumped back in there and talked about double par again. He hits it 150 metres off the tee with a driver, so ironing is delicious. Okay, <laughs> there's a story behind there. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, nice. Anyway, all right, well, that should do us for another week, and glad to be doing this live on Facebook for the podcast. So if you're listening on the podcast and haven't joined the Golf Days Australia Advice and Discussion Group, Jump onto Facebook, search us up, join our page uh, or join our group, like our page and get involved with the community. It's a really positive uh, vibe within the community at the moment. So I've loved it. Um, if you're uh, watching now and haven't heard the podcast, mate, I don't know what you're doing. Jump in there, have a listen. We'll have the Amy Walsh um, conversation up shortly. So thank you very much for joining us for our podcast this week on facebook guys any last words nate no mate just uh enjoy this amy walsh interview it, it, it's a brilliant one um as they all have been so enjoy that and uh we'll see you guys next week all right take it easy see you next time on the golf days australia podcast go beefcake <laughs> we're three golf tragics we're, we're weekend hackers and we love to go to golf and i, I think oh, that's i showed you guys that Yes, 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 you did. We'll get to that shortly. Okay, we are live. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another GDA uh, live on Tuesday night. Um, with me tonight, we've got our uh, fellow GDA admin, Steve-O. How are you, Steve? Doing well, guys. Doing well. And um, our special guest tonight, um, Pretty excited about this one. Our first female guest on on the show as well. So uh, it's good to have a female on here. We've got our ladies European tour player, uh, ALPG tour player, uh, Aussie born and bred up at the Goldie at the moment, I believe. No, no, we'll have to find out about that. <laughs> that's that's one of the questions. Uh, Amy Walsh, uh, welcome. Represent the girls. <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks for coming along. <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, so there you go. So where were you born and bred? Um, I was actually born in England. Um, you were born so that's in England. Not, okay. not a very popular answer normally when someone <laughs> asks me that. Um, yeah, I was born over there, um, Preston, which is kind of the northwest, <clears throat> um, nearest to Manchester, I guess, so that people would know. Um, but yep. yeah, moved out here when I was about four um, and I've been on the Gold Coast ever since. So I'm pretty much, um, yeah, I'm representing the Goldie now for sure. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. So four. So what, what brought you guys out here? You come out with parents? Uh, yeah, well, kind of long story, I guess. My mum and dad used to live in Australia back in the 80s. I moved over. My dad played soccer out here. So they were over in Canberra for 11 years or so and then moved back to England and, yeah, had me and my sister and then ended up moving out here. We had a holiday, um, I think, in like 2000 on the Gold Coast and they were already citizens and they were like, Why, what are we doing over there? Why don't we yeah, come right. out here? This is beautiful. So that's pretty much what happened. We just moved pretty soon after that. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So where did the allegiances lie then? Like, you know, the footy <laughs> union, uh, Olympic time, what, what are we, who are we cheering um, for? Well, 
depends who wins, I guess. Um, <laughs> no. Nah, um, Go on the cricket, the Ashes. Ashes what are you, oh, which way? What are you doing uh, in the Ashes? Um, I did. I don't really. I'm not a big cricket fan, but I went to okay. one of the Ashes days of the Ashes a couple of years ago, like the Boxing Day test, I think, down in Melbourne. My dad yep. loves cricket, and I was wearing an England shirt, so people probably aren't going to like that. But I had a bit of like green and gold zinc, just <laughs> of for you did. depending oh, on which way it was going to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, like oh, any, yeah. any, uh, any good uh, famous Aussie, we'll, we'll claim you as ours anyway. Don't worry about it. You're, you're yeah, an Aussie. I, I, yep. I'm, I play for Australia, <laughs> so we're definitely we're good there. There we go. Good, good. Um, just, a, just a reminder to our viewers tonight as well, if you go to the status of the link um, uh, when we're talking about where the post is, there's a little link there that you can click on. Uh, you just got to click uh, yes to giving your name and your photo and we can uh, we can bring it up online. So, for instance, we've got a user that said, G'day, guys. Hello, Amy. Loving this. Be great to know who that actually is. I'd have to look in, see the name on the Facebook page itself. So, if you just go into that uh, StreamYard, there's a little link there. You just click it on the Facebook page and we'll be able to bring up your name. Um, probably could be. We'll find out. I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. Uh, okay. So, born in – oh, not born in Queensland. I grew up in Queensland. Um, Rabina High. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. the high school. Yes. Um, played. When did you start playing golf? Um, I well, I sort of did a few kind of junior group clinics when I was about seven or so. Um, my dad yep. plays, so he was kind of keen to get me and my sister involved. And then she kind of would rather sleep in, and she didn't really continue on. And um, I probably started playing properly when I was around ten, I would say. So. Um, yeah, pretty long time ago now, but I was probably around 10, 10, 11 when I started playing properly. Okay, awesome. And so dad was an influence then? Yeah, it's probably the, um, the standard story for most, most yeah. you know, young people getting involved with golf. But yeah, he played, um, he kind of still plays a little bit now, like once a week. So um, yeah, yeah he, he's a keen golfer and wanted us to get involved as well. So I just stuck with it really. So, how old were you when you first beat him? Um, trying to think. I mean, he plays off around uh, nine or so. So, I was probably, oh, I would have been maybe around 14, something like that. But I think he was probably pretty happy that I beat him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, awesome. So, I, I saw you uh, with Rabina High. Um, good school. Enjoyed that? Well, as much as I would enjoy a school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I just a, um, yeah, go. Oh, we had the golf program there, so that was kind of the big benefit for me. Um, it's kind of changed hands a little bit now. Um, it's still going, but it's um, different uh, teacher. Um, but, yeah, that's where I met my coach and kind of that was always my main focus at school anyway, so – it worked yeah. out pretty well and, yeah, can't complain so, really. Play golf as a subject, so. <laughs> can't beat that, can you? Um, exactly. So that, that leads into my next question about your coach, David Nabel. Mm -hmm. uh, so when did you, how did, how did that all happen? How did you get hooked up there? Yeah, he was the coach at that time. Um, there was, I think, one other coach there as well. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of, I think I was maybe just in between coaches like, at that time and I was yeah around 14 I think 
and um, yeah, he was giving me a few tips at school and he said, oh, why don't you come for a, you know, proper lesson? And I did and I kind of, yeah, haven't, um, haven't changed it up since. I've been, that's been, yeah, 10 years now. So um, wow. that's, it doesn't seem like that long, but yeah, I've come pretty a long way since then. So it's, um, it's good. He's a great coach and I think he's, he's done a pretty good job so far. <laughs> Yeah, pretty well known coach up there in Queensland. He's he's had a few players play under him on the tours. Yeah, he's done um, a little bit of state stuff with Golf Queensland, and he's had a few. He's coached, I think, I think he coached Amy Young at one point. He's coached uh, Andrew Buckle, and yeah, he's had a few, yeah, decent tour players, and um, yeah, he's he's got a lot of knowledge. That's for sure. Awesome. So I suppose yeah, it's not long after that. Um, something, well, we would probably seem as pretty, um, pretty, pretty phenomenal. But uh, Youth Olympics uh, in 2013 for you. Um, tell, tell us about the experience at the Youth Olympics for those that may not have heard about Youth Olympics. But tell us about the yeah. experience. That was yeah, it was really cool. Um, I think that might have been the first year they kind of included golf in the Youth Olympics festival. I think it was called. Um, I think that must have been obviously around the announcement that golf was coming back into the Olympics. Um, and, yeah, we just kind of, I guess, a few of us got the email or the call or whatever saying that we were picked to represent Australia and it was like, you know, as if we were going to the real Olympics. We thought it was amazing and it was really cool. We had our own little village. We all stayed together in, like, dorms and all ate together at the cafeteria and, all wore our same shirts and everything every day and I ended up I'm not really sure how it came about I got as a, the flag bearer yeah so there was mm. I think six of us maybe all from different sports and we all held like one little edge of the flag and walked around at the opening ceremony and yeah it was really cool so um that you know I don't know if I'd many people would get that experience but yeah it was awesome and it was a fun week definitely like meeting I met a couple of girls that play on tour now that, you know, played for Team GB, like Georgia Hall played. She won gold. I played with her that week and um, Gabs Kelly and a few of the others, like I still know now. So it's pretty, that was pretty cool as well. Yeah. Wow. So how old were you there? What, 16, 17? Yeah, I think I would have been, yeah, 16 maybe. Yeah. Yep. And in terms of all the other competitors and um, and teammates, age difference for you guys, were you all around the same age or? Uh, yeah, I think so. Pretty much all all similar age. Yeah. Yeah. So a good bunch of girls, good bunch of people to, to hang around with and yeah, share the yeah. uh, wearing of the, the team shirts, et cetera. A lot of fun by the sounds of yeah, it. Yeah, we were all probably pretty good friends anyway, all grown up you know playing all the junior stuff together and then we all got sent there together and just had an awesome week definitely yeah and then into a bit of traveling so thailand amateur in 2015 a couple of years later um uh, tell us about what what transpired in uh, in thailand for you um yeah i don't really remember golf wise um how i went it was obviously not great if i can't remember <laughs> um but that was kind of the first I guess overseas trip I think like kind of by myself or with the other players but we kind of were on our own there was four of us I think two two girls and two guys um 
and yeah we went over stayed in our own kind of place and um it was definitely a good experience for us we went out at night and kind of explored and um that's kind of like the first taste of tour life almost you know going and and fending for yourself out there in another yeah. country so whereabouts in thailand were you I think we were kind of not far from Bangkok, I think, like okay. probably 20 minutes away. So yeah. not quite in, in with all the action, but not too far away. Yeah, Bangkok's pretty large. I never feel like I've been to Bangkok when I go there. It's it's pretty broad and, and large, but it doesn't take you long to sort of get out of the out of the city and um, into a bit of rural life. So um, was that your first trip overseas itself or had you been overseas before? Um. Yeah, I Apart have been overseas before. Living in England and oh, yeah. uh, you went to Did you go to Japan? I saw something about Japan. No, for I school. I did. Was there an immersion um, program? I was in the Japanese immersion program. Yeah, which is um, basically we did three languages in mostly Japanese. So we did math, science, and computers slash business um, in like majority Japanese. So that like doesn't make school life much easier for yourself. But um, we were supposed to go on a big Japan trip at the end of three years. But um, I don't know if we're all kind of Japaned out at the end of it. We ended up not going. Um, I think we actually went to Sydney instead um, at the <laughs> class, um, which was fun. But yeah, it would have been awesome to go though. Like looking back, I definitely want to go to Japan now. I've still never been. So that's yeah, on sure. my, my list now. But we don't have an LET event in Japan, so. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Japan's an amazing place. Um, and, um, you, you, you're right. You go, Steve. I was just going to say, so 2015 still, um, that, that's the year you, you decided to turn pro, is it? Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah. Um, I played kind of the amateur stuff here. I went over back to the UK and played some amateur stuff around there and yeah i kind of just decided to go for it really and i went to q school i think yeah it must have been the end of that year um just went for it yeah it sounds like that's been sort of just from from hearing uh, from me tonight that's been sort of the natural progression you've, you've just sort of gone into the next step gone into the next step and then yeah is it was that a did you feel like it was a big leap um to to turn pro or were you comfortable with that that decision tell us about that that time making um, that decision to turn pro i was probably more comfortable than i should have been i think um i think a lot of people struggle you know when they turn pro if they're a really good amateur they turn pro and then they kind of realize how hard it is but i think i wasn't like one of the you know the stars at the time so i kind of was a little bit under the radar and I just did my own thing, went for it and I'd played probably like a good handful of pro tournaments up to that point. I played New South Wales Open, Vic Open, a good few years. I played uh, the Australian Masters. So I felt like I had a bit of experience. I knew a few players out there and was friends with a few people on tour. So I didn't think of it as a, a massive leap and i was just excited to do it really yeah nice um so moving on you've you've had a you played a heap of events played a heap of pro-ams a uh, heap of top tens in pro-ams around australia um what's the best result you you've been most proud of in your career so far Ooh, um 
probably my most memorable um, yeah. and probably my most, I guess, important one for me would have been uh, what, 2020 now, 20, 2018, I guess. Um, I had very limited status on the LET, like I, well, didn't really have status and, but was obviously a member and we had, this was when the, the Victorian Open was co-sanctioned for us. So yeah. whatever I got in through the Aussie tour or invites that all sort of counted towards my money list for the European tour, which is obviously a big goal of mine. And I think I finished like around 20th at the Vic Open, which was one of the bigger events on the LET yeah. um, prize fund wise. And I always love that event. Like I felt pretty comfortable there because I've played it already a few times before the tournament. And yeah. yeah, I just was confident that week. I was playing good and I think I eagled the last. I kind of gassed it a bit coming in, like got plugged in a bunker or something and made a bogey up 17, I think. And then I made eagle on 18 to finish where I did. And it ended up kind of setting me up really well for the rest of the year. So that's kind of sticks out in my mind, I guess, for, for a good week. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the Vic Open, you mentioned you played that a couple of times. Has that been with the boys, The how the Vic Open has been? Yeah, how long have they been doing that for with the, the men and the women playing at the same time? Um, I think I was trying to work it out. I think I've played that tournament pretty much ever since it's been at 13th Beach. And yep. I, I, I'm not sure. I think that might have been when they started doing the, like, with the guys and the girls. Yeah. Um, so it's been pretty long time. I think like seven years, maybe. Um, yeah. And so, have you enjoyed that setup? Yeah, it's good. I mean, the only downside is like you know you're fighting for space on the range because there's double the amount right. of people. And, yeah, true. You know, in the um, players' lounge. But um, I think everyone, the feedback is positive from all all aspects. Really, all the players. I think we enjoy kind of watching the guys, and from what I've heard. Um, Jeff Ogilvy, he says yeah. he thinks it's great, yeah. and um, yeah. definitely the the fans. You can see just how much the event's grown since it started. It's massive. It's kind of doubling itself every year. It seems so. Yeah, um, yeah it's really good, and see some of the guys that you know from when you're a junior, and some guys like Jeff Ogilvy that are, you know, you've seen on TV as well. So it's, yeah. um, I think it's one of the favorite weeks for everyone. Yeah, I saw Jeff mentioning that today. It must have been the same thing where he was talking about he couldn't believe it's the only the only time all year that that actually happens. And he said how how it's nonsense and um, that there should be more of it. And he he loves watching how the girls play. He said it's a, sometimes it's a different style, but it's just as good to see. Um, he, what did he say? He talked about girls hitting hybrids to ten feet when he would love to hit a hybrid close, you know, 30 yards from the green. So he yeah, likes seeing me, that. that one, but <laughs> <laughs> but he, he likes seeing that. And I thought it was a real good, and it really brought up a point of, of why that is the only event that they do that when it seems so successful down there. And it seems like the crowds enjoy seeing the girls just as much as the boys. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think it's definitely catching on. Um, you hear talks of, of things happening there was supposed to be a mixed event on the schedule yeah. for the let this year with yep. um annika sorenson and henrik stenson yep. you know hosting it i guess but obviously um that's not happening this year but it's going to be back on the schedule for next year and we've had one other event last year in ireland um with modest golf nile horan he he yep. um set up that event which was pretty much 
you know, based on the Vic Open. And um, I think it's going to, you're probably going to see it a lot more. You, it's just, you know, finding the venue that'll, you, that'll allow it really for the amount of people that are going to be there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think Blitz, the Blitz Golf is something that's trying to take off around Australia as well, and I think that they're doing the, the girls and the boys as well at the same time. So, yeah, I think it's great for, for golf, and hopefully it's something we see more of. Definitely, It looks yeah. quite you know, interactive as well. I think no ropes. Um, you get the, the crowd that... That's can, with the Blitz. Um, that, and I think the Vic Open had no ropes. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that's true. Well. So the crowd can sort of you know, get quite close to the action, um and yeah i think you're right in terms of seeing it's a different style um watching the females play versus the the males and um yeah you can enjoy it just as much eh, even though there's a bit, little bit difference um but tell us about the caddy situation for you uh, when when you're touring do you have one caddy or do you tend to go with local knowledge when you're when you're going around um i wish i could take a caddy with me every week <laughs> um but just, you know, financially, I can't, can hardly, you know, afford to take myself. So mm. um, it's, to be honest, like a lot of us, we just do it ourselves, just yep. get a trolley and do it ourselves. But it uh, depends and it is just because of the cost. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, depending on where we are, like some places they are mandatory. Like if we go to Morocco, India, Thailand, because those places have local caddies. Um, from the courses or from the surrounding areas and um, yeah that kind of it makes a big difference it's um, I wish I could have one every week um, or you know might pick up a local caddy um, as well but um, yeah definitely enjoy the weeks when someone's carrying my bag for me that's for sure. That's probably a good point to, to bring up around the, the prize money situation and obviously there's such a large disparity between the the, the men's game and the, and the women's game which is a shame um but i think that that's highlighted by the vic open um you know that really brings that into the fore um and you, you're saying there's there's some um well there's been talks around and they had um a schedule in the let tour um was that a similar situation for um, for the LET uh, around prize money? Were they talking about it in that sense as well or just having the males and females playing together? Um, well, I think I have to actually double check because they have had another event the um, in Jordan, which was between the three tours um, of in Europe, so the, um, the LET and then they had the Challenge Tour and then they had the Stage Tour, which is the Seniors Tour, and they all played against each other. Um, just off different tees, which was pretty interesting to see how it worked out. And it ended up, you know, fairly equal, I think, in terms of like how many made the cut from each um, each tour. And yeah, okay. I think the top three was kind of one from each tour. So yeah, wow. um, you can do it that way as well. But obviously um, the Vic Open, it's separate tournaments. Um, yeah. But same prize fund. I think it would, you know, it wouldn't be a great look for a tournament if we turned up playing for playing the same tournament for you know half of what the guys play which is kind of yeah. what happens every week but just not <laughs> at the same venue and same place so it sounds um, like it's definitely growing though in terms of um you know the sponsorship side of thing that there seems to be a lot more businesses and companies trying to um get involved and and show their support so i feel that's something that can continue um continue i suppose post worldwide pandemic <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah i feel like COVID hasn't 
ruined everything. But um, no, I think <laughs> I it's, the momentum it's still, will pick up where it left off. Hopefully, it's still looking pretty good. I think so. It's good. good. Um, I saw an article that you wrote uh, about Kari Webb and the influence that Kari Webb um, had on you or, or had on golf. First of all, is that something that you enjoyed writing articles? Um, yeah, that was quite a while ago. That was yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah, I've done. I've done. Yeah, this is yeah. things you dig up when you do a bit of research. Yeah, who knows what else you've found out there. Um, <laughs> oh, it's coming, don't worry. Uh, yeah, it was um, – I did kind of enjoy it and I think that's why I've been kind of, yeah, putting myself out there a bit more with like the videos and stuff and yeah, um, it was more kind of just the time it takes and I felt kind of – that when I was writing those, I was kind of supposed to be writing things about what I was doing for the week and I was kind of feeling like why would anyone be interested in that? I, so that's why yeah. I wrote – that about Webby and um yeah if I didn't really have anything worth saying I kind of didn't really want to just write things because um yeah but I yeah I enjoyed it for sure I just haven't really gone on with it I guess yeah cool but in that article you you um spoke about you asked uh Carrie Webb about the difference between a good player and a great player do you remember that what did she say <laughs> I think it's, she said um, you're right well, I, she said, yeah. she used to say she told you that she didn't think she was the best player in the field, but she was the smartest player out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, she has obviously a very good work ethic, and you can see when she plays even now, like she doesn't come across as the most you know cheerful person. But that's her on the golf course. She's concentrating on what she's doing, and she doesn't care how she comes across in that respect. Like we all know, she's a nice person, but she's in the zone when she's out there and. She's yep. concentrating and she said to me that, you know, she used someone as an example that, you know, she, you know, this person had more talent in her little finger than Webby, but their careers were so different because she just worked out obviously how to get the ball around and win and, you know, she just did whatever she needed to do and she's she's still out there grinding now. So, yeah, she's um, a, a good person to look to, sure. Yeah, awesome. And um, so now we talk about current status and where we're at at the moment. European card you currently hold? Um, where's, the I kind of... where's the status at LET and, and ALPG and where's that stand at the moment with COVID? Um, who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, right. No one knows where we stand with that. But, um, okay. yeah, I kind of worked my way onto the LET from my 2018 season. So I had a full full season last year and what you would call a full card but um our schedule still wasn't as strong as it would have been this year so I still didn't really get in everything there wasn't as many full field events um but yeah I had a really really tough year last year on the golf course like mm. I struggled massively so um I'm kind of not sure um what I will be playing in for the rest of the year um, there's the access series over in Europe, which is kind of like the, the challenge tour for the guys. So, um, yeah, I can obviously play that and, and see really what else I can get into, but it's even more unclear than it was before at the minute. So we'll have to wait and see, I guess on that one. Where, where were you meant to be right now? Um, oh, good question. I don't know. I've like lost track of time completely yeah right right um, yeah, the, the schedule's sort of been scrubbed from what it should be and I've kind of put that out of my mind I guess it's 
but it was a little bit for a while like oh I should be in you know Spain right now I should be wherever right, um, right. yeah so, so there's probably worse places to be than the Gold Coast there's worse places <laughs> exactly I picked my quarantine spot pretty well definitely right I'm in my shed here. It's uh, one degree at the moment. So what what are we doing up there in Queensland at the moment? It's probably cold, um, fourteen degrees or something. Yeah, awful, awful day. Yeah. I think it was about yeah. twenty one degrees. Yeah, terrible. Um, yeah, sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's been keeping you busy over the last last few months um, during during this pandemic phase we're in? Um, well, I kind of I had a massive well, what is a massive break for me? I've never had that long off from golf but I think it was a good timing for me like I as I said struggled last year and I didn't have a good start to this year so I think it's kind of what I needed and just yeah cleansed myself from it bit a little of a reset. bit yeah definitely um so yeah done a little bit of surfing got a surfboard um I don't know if you could really call it that the way <laughs> the way I do it um, a little Floating. bit of surfing, yeah, <laughs> flailing in, in the ocean. Yeah. Um, bit of that, bit of fishing, fishing. bit of um, yep. bit of baking, but yeah, fishing has been um, has been a thrill as my my last catch. I mean, this girl's my last catch, and that was a good one. So yeah, I saw that I on Twitter. That. I think that was a that was a decent one. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Massive snapper, 2.1 kilo, 60 centimetres mm -hmm. pretty much. We'll round it up yeah. to 60 centimetres. Yeah, it, it grew every time I measured it, but it was actually like <laughs> 59 centimetres and I couldn't believe it. It was just a pretty small rod and um, normally... And I off the sand, yeah, just off the yeah. sand. Oh, yeah, what, what type of fishing were you doing, beach yeah. fishing? Well, because normally I'm lucky to just catch a little brim and I was kind of like, I just want to catch a big fish. That's all I want. <laughs> so my dad was like, okay, we'll go down to um, Jacob's Well and see like we should catch some flathead or some whiting or something and I was like okay I just want to have to hold it in two hands like that's my dream <laughs> yeah. and so it was really busy we ended up going down to this other place and I don't know he was tackling up and saying oh we should catch some flathead maybe here and so then when I reeled that in we were all like <laughs> in disbelief of how I pulled this big snapper in off this little rod on the beach and it was crazy there we are there we there are is. we got it up oh wow yeah. How good is that? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I'm so glad this is being shown. This is like the prize of my life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm glad yeah, that we could do that Some for guy you. actually in, I don't know if you can see, there's like a house behind this guy that lives there. He actually came down. Massive. Yeah. This guy came Huge. down from his house and asked to take a picture with it because it, like, it was just that unbelievable. <laughs> That's awesome. Great moment. That was a highlight of my. How long did it take you to reel, reel so it in? Um, not that long, actually. Well, I don't know. It was all kind of a mad rush, but I'm not used to really <laughs> feeling something like that on the end of the line. So I was a bit panicked. And then my dad was like, quick, give it to me then. And I was like, no way. So <laughs> I managed to reel it in. And then I thought it was sort of just trying to get away at the last second, but I just yanked it in. And, and that was it, really. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, my mum. My mum had her phone, so got it Quick all captured. Snaps. Yep, That's for the awesome. gram. <laughs> yeah, it's always for the gram. Yeah, you, you've now conquered that as a highlight, so that that's great. And <laughs> in terms of um, what's going on for for the rest of this year for yourself, um, will you start to turn back to training and and getting prepared? 
um, towards the the back half of this year or the back end of this year? Yeah, definitely uh, back into it now. I had that big break, um, but I'm yeah right back into it now. It's kind of full time golfing now, other than probably my my Sunday fishing. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's pretty much full time golf. Um, but yeah, it's good because I had that big break and then I felt ready to get back into it and a bit more clear on on what I was working on. So um, it's back on the grind now, um, which is good. I've been enjoying that. So. And have you got any uh, any home setups or anything like that? Um, any trading aids at, aids at home or a simulator at home, or do you tend to just get out of the house and and get down to um, get down to the range or the course? And, and uh, definitely no it. simulator I wish um, <laughs> no well we've been lucky here in in Queensland everything stayed open um, yeah just a few you know social distancing things so yeah being very lucky that it hasn't really impacted golf too much and it's pretty much back to normal now um, I saw yeah it's two people per cart back to normal now um, so yeah thankfully we've been able to keep going to the range and keep practicing and playing which is ideal Otherwise, I would have struggled. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I can't get over that your off day is fishing. There's so many people that would just love to say that their off day is fishing outside of full-time golf <laughs> or a bit of surfing yeah. or a bit of baking while you're living Terri- in the Goldie. Terrible just, life. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to give up your Sundays again soon. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I know. <laughs> make, make good use of it while you can. It's good. Um, and you've and, also got your Fridays. Yeah, you've got your Fridays. Tell, tell us about your, your Friday fix tips. We've, we've seen you've, you've been putting up fix. some pretty cool videos um, in, in the group lately, uh, lately. So, yeah, tell us about Friday fix tips. Um, well, yeah, um, thankfully they've been, I, I think, been seen pretty positively, the comments so far. Um, but, yeah, I was just trying to put myself out there a little bit more. Obviously, I've had a lot more time on my hands, something I wouldn't normally have really thought about doing um but yeah obviously had a lot more time and um was just trying to to be honest try and up my social media game a little bit um but I didn't want to just sort of post what everyone else posts and um yeah I just kind of got thinking that you see quite a lot of instruction out there obviously from teaching pros um which would make sense but I didn't see that much from a playing pros perspective Um, So I just thought it might be a bit of a different insight, you know, not so technical swing wise, but more just what I've come across playing on tour of different shots. And that's kind of why I always say this is how I play it, not saying this is exactly how it, you know, how it says you need to play it. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, just the thought behind it, just something a little bit of a different perspective and hopefully it's simple and clear to follow and, um, I think, you know, hopefully people could see improvements just from those those little things. So that's yeah, it, Yeah, I really. think on um, last last Friday's was the distance control tip mm-hmm. and I love that. I like I, that's something that I, I, I want to do and, and, and work out that half swing, that three-quarter, work out your distances so that you don't have to always hit that full shot and you can hit a three-quarter and know it's going to go this distance or whatever and that's probably what a lot of amateurs don't do and they probably just try and use whatever club they feel is going to be the best at that time instead of knowing that number. So I, yeah. I think that was um, really positive and something I took away. And we've got our, our good friend, our fellow admin, Matt Bailey, after my weekend of golf. And Steve and I saw that weekend of golf on Saturday. Um, 
can you please post more videos? So um, at least you you've got daily fix. <laughs> he needs a daily fix. He does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he needs something to work on for the next six days between rounds. <laughs> well, if people can, yeah, put in their suggestions because I'm not 100 percent sure of what the next one's going to be. So yeah, I'm cool. definitely open to some feedback and suggestions because I've that's kind of where it's come from. I've played, as you said, a lot of pro-ams, um, and so that's really what I've seen amateurs do. And obviously I've had a lot of lessons in my time as well. So um, yeah, hopefully I, I know where people are coming from and kind of where they could be improving. So I think Nate Talk gets the four, four feet yips. So what's that? Nate, Nate gets some four feet, four foot yips. Come on, mate, you saw me drain some bombs on the weekend. So. <laughs> yeah, they weren't close enough, though. They were all from yeah. 15, 20 feet yeah, away. Yeah, I know. See, I'm, I'm no good inside six. Give me, give me outside 10. Um, you just mentioned playing pro-ams. Uh, I, I didn't have this down, but do you enjoy just getting mixed up with a random group of amateurs? Like, that must be tough sometimes. It must be fun other times. How do you go about playing pro-ams and trying to, you know, you're, you're trying to play for money while you're playing with a random group of people that I'm sure you've seen all walks of life. I know what our pro-ams are like out here and you can get a good, <laughs> a good draw or a bad draw. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd say, yeah, that's pretty spot on. Um, I think generally it's pretty good. Um, yep. As long as people do kind of realise that, yeah, we are there, you know, yeah. playing for money. It's not kind yep. of just a hit and a giggle for us. But yep. um, generally I've had pretty good experiences and most people are just interested in, kind of tour life and um I don't really give out too many tips when I'm playing in pro-ams more just I'm I'm not confident in giving you know swing advice to people um but yeah I think I've been pretty like I haven't had too many too many bad groups yet um I've heard a few <laughs> a few stories but stories, yeah. um yeah no I, I think I've been pretty good so far so um yeah <laughs> Do you, do you awesome. get out there and, and, and join in with some of the other um, players that you've played with um, and get involved in proams collectively and have that camaraderie or is it just normally yourself getting involved? Um, I kind of just, well, I mean, I play in, in whatever's happening. So um, it's good. Our Aussie season doesn't really have as many proams as we used to when I, you know, my first year we seemed to have a lot more kind of just traveling around playing them. Um, but uh, I think we all kind of enjoy them. It's just sort of like almost like a sprint rather than the four-day marathon. Um, so it's kind of it's either your day or it's not. So you yep. just got to go for it sometimes depending on, on what it's like out there. Um, talking about shots that, you, that you've hit, do you, do you remember a shot that you would love to have over again in particular, maybe one shot that you – you'd love to take back um yeah probably per round like for every, <laughs> every round um yeah uh yeah one that came to mind was kind of last year where my I mean it's the start of the year but that's kind of where my year started going downhill it, it was my first Australian Open and I was playing really well um could have been going pretty low and then got to one hole is at the Grange and it was frustrating because that hole in the practice round we kind of identified as a bit of a, not a make or break hole, but a hole that you could see a lot of people making the same error. 
and mm-hmm. we were like, I'm just not going to make that error. I've got a good game plan. That's it. And I hit the tee shot that I wanted. So I was pleased and then just went down there and just totally hit the wrong club. I don't know really where it went wrong in the calculation, but it just, I mean, I hit a, like a perfect five iron or something and watched it kind of land pitch on the back of the green and fly over. And um, I was dead back there. I think I made double and I missed the cut by one. So mm. especially when you hit a good shot, um, just the wrong yeah. club, it's, uh, that was kind of, that was brutal. That one definitely came to my mind. I would love to a, just hit a six a caddy, or seven. You had a caddy with you for that? I'm not a caddy. If you had one. Well, my caddy was a fellow player who wasn't in the field that week. So I don't know if I can really just throw her under the bus. <laughs> throw her under the bus, come on. But um, no, she did say after like, oh, oh I, sh- I should have said six. I don't know what we were thinking. So um, I still don't know what we were thinking, but <laughs> I ended up missing the cut by one. So that was brutal. Mm. Nothing worse than actually flushing and getting onto one and just seeing it sail over the back. Exactly, yeah, it was like the worse. perfect five line of my life and then I was yeah. just like, oh, wow. <laughs> Gone too far. What about no, uh, yeah, some yeah. memorable, memorable shots? What, what's a what's one that you, you, you replay over in your head um, all the time? Any holy ones, um, Amy? No. Okay. <laughs> That's a short answer, no. <laughs> Good. No? Well, um, I think we're all, we're all in agreement with that same answer, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why either, like. I mean, maybe I just need to work on my par threes, but I'm, I don't even really get that close, to be honest. It's just, right. um, I'd like to tell myself that I'm waiting for, you know, when there's a car on the tee. And then every time yep. I see one at a tournament, I'm like, this is it. And it's just still not ever happened. <laughs> so yep. <laughs> I'm still saving them up for something good. That's awesome. Um, so what's what's next for Amy? What, what, what do we want to, where do we want to be in 12 months time? Uh, well, obviously it's kind of hard to really plan for, you know, the immediate future right now. Um, and especially as kind of this season, whatever does go ahead, nothing is kind of counted towards next year's status. Um, that's kind of just been sort of agreed upon, um, which obviously makes sense. I mean, some people might not be able to play depending on restrictions and and things like that so that's pretty unfortunate you know you don't really have a chance to improve your status for next year and there's not going to be a Q school and um things like that but um I'm still I still have the same goals I still want to um get back out there and um have a much better year than than last year out on the LET and then I just want to yeah keep progressing get out on the LPGA and um, get after it, really. Yeah, for sure. If there wasn't golf for Amy Walsh, what do you what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I don't know. I think that kind of changes um, changes it every day. Um, I like music, but I'm just I'm not really good enough. I think to. <laughs> to I've seen some of your singing on Twitter. Well, yeah, I'm not really good enough to keep um, you know striving <laughs> for that one. But, there was a particular um, COVID. Was there a COVID song where there was a you're singing into the head uh, cover? <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty cringe, but that was like a challenge I got dragged into. And oh, right, right. Um, I, yeah, that wasn't my finest, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I do enjoy. I enjoy all sports really, so it probably would be something in the sports world still. Um, yeah, if I 
wasn't playing golf, maybe I'd be playing tennis or something else. I, I like all sports really, so I probably would have just picked a different one and gone with that as well. You don't follow the Broncos, do you? I don't, thankfully, no. <laughs> that was disastrous. Good, good time at the moment to uh, not follow the Broncos. Who do you uh, Who do you follow? Well, the Titan Stadium is literally right oh, there. Oh, Rabina, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm a West Tigers boy. You can't bring up the Titans right now after Well, Saturday I night. feel like you've got to let them have something. But it's been like a year <laughs> in the making. Right. Um, but I don't really follow a team. Uh, until it comes to state of origin, and then I am like hardcore no. Queenslander. Okay, and that's it for the show. Thank you for coming. <laughs> um, Very good. Um, superstitions with golf? Um, I try not to have any, obviously, like if I feel one. I'm sort of thinking, oh, like maybe I should do that. I'm like, no, yeah, if you try and get rid of don't it, don't go right down away. this track. I've seen yeah. people yeah. go down here. Um, I have one. I don't think it's a weird thing, but someone told me that it's weird. You know, like on your golf bag, like the golf ball pocket that has two zips and it, they kind of go around. Yep. Mine have to meet in the middle. Like they can't be on one side. Okay, that's I'm pretty me. weird. That's me. Like, I'm that's right there not, with you. That's no. kind of what it's for. So yeah, no, it's... I'm just I'm just zipping it down. It's as long as it's closed, it's closed. Yeah, Mine's so that's middle. really my I'm only right there thing. With you, Amy. Mine's in the middle. <laughs> it makes sense. That's exactly yep. what it's for. So um, that's really my only thing. And if that's kind of if someone zipped it skew, if I have, I will probably have to put it back in the middle. But other than that, I don't really have anything, thankfully, because I don't Is, want to, do you... anything else to worry about. <laughs> So you don't have certain tees in one pocket, gloves always got it. You'd have you'd have your certain normal spots that everything yeah. goes, but that's just golf routine, I guess, but nothing yes, too soon. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm trying to resist the urge to look back at my golf bag at the moment and check to see if there is a middle. <laughs> check that it's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it looks it. a bit I've got one either side of me and they yeah, they they've yeah. <laughs> they've got about four of those pockets that are in the center of the bag that have the two zips. That's the one. Really I want to go do it to other people's bags when I see it. I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> I don't think you will. Awesome. I think that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Someone's on my uh, side. Um, a couple more we'll just finish off with. Um, favorite shot to play. What What do you, you know, if you get stuck somewhere and, and, and you've got a shot to play, what, what do you enjoy Playing and, um, you know, is it a draw around the trees? Is it, <laughs> yeah, no, not, yeah, five iron from, yeah, five iron straight over the back is my favorite. Yeah. yeah, um, I, I love a flop shot, I gotta yep. say. Um, yeah, I've played some pretty dirty flop shots, I think. Um, like, I probably wouldn't brag too much about, you know, every part of my game, but my flop shots, I've played some filthy ones in tournaments as well. I don't know what it is. I, I see like awesome. no green and I'm just like, I feel like I can get it just as close as my flop shot as I could just a normal chip. So um, wow. that's probably my favorite shot to pull out. Yeah, what well, that's it? awesome. Yeah, that's pretty. 53 or? With my, my 60. Yep. Get the love wedge out. Yep. See, I think I saw Matthew Bailey play about a 110-metre flop shot on the weekend from 20 out. That that's, yeah, well, that's a good one to have for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I've had a mate that's done it on the 18th at Bankstown, tried to hit a flop shot and hit it about 120 metres into the clubhouse straight through the window. So that's Ooh. always good as well. 
I think I think but... the flop shot. In all honesty, I think out of all the shots, the flop shot probably if not the hardest shot in golf to, to yeah, play. So you've got, got that in your bag. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, like people do say that, but um, I don't. Know, I think I just enjoyed practicing it when I was younger, and I've kind of just yeah, I must have just practiced a lot and got confident with it, and um, yeah, now I enjoy it. So. Do you work Thankfully, in yards or meters? Um, I am meters. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty much the minority. Um, yeah. Well, I would be in America as well, I guess. But in Europe, yeah, most most people work in yards. But when we get our yardage books, we can yep. pick between meters or yards. So I right. am in meters. So give us an idea. Seven iron carry, um, no wind. What What are we looking at carrying a seven iron in meters? Uh, my seven iron's just over 150. Yep. And what are we getting the driver out there? Um, when I got my club fitting for my driver, the track man was saying it carried 230. Yep. But, um, I mean, I don't actually know if it, if it goes that far. Like, if I was on course, I'd be comfortable with the 220 carry over a bunker or something. If it was, yeah, 230, I mean, that would, I'd, need a, <laughs> I'd need to get hold of that one for sure. So you've just had a recent club fitting? No, this was way back um, quite a while ago, actually. So I'm, I'm due for a new set, which would, yeah, yeah that would be pretty exciting. <laughs> what's what's so in the I bag at the moment? Um, I've got full Callaway, so I'm still using the Epic Flash. So that's why I'm, I'm due for an upgrade to the Maverick, I would say. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and then I've got the, the Apex Pro uh, irons and the... Um, Mac Daddy wedges, so they've got the jaws out now, and then an Odyssey, uh, what's it called? V line, V line putter, yeah, yep. So, yeah, Callaway. Do you play down. Chrome? Do you play a Chrome Soft? No, I use a Pro V. Yeah, yep. sweet, <laughs> yeah. Now, it's always interesting, like, to, I, I think it's 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 really interesting to hear what, what pros play with and the combos that they play with. There, there is so many, and some people have completely mixed bags. and or some people were, you know, depends on your sponsorship, I guess, as well. So you got a bit of a sponsorship, obviously, with Callaway there, or is that? Um, no, um, it's kind of interesting, like the whole equality thing. Um, yep. And especially, I mean, it's hard because you don't want to be the person who's like whinging and ranting right. all the time about equality. Like every time my friend Meg McLaren posts something, I mean, the replies she gets, it's kind of. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, for me, like I had a full, um, full LET card and I couldn't even get um, free clubs in Australia off oh, wow. a rep. So I kind of look at that and I'm like, there's guys that play on the Australasian tour and it's kind of it, things are getting thrown at them, it seems, from our yeah. perspective. Even yeah. like the Vic Open. Um, one of the girls went over who plays LPGA and LET went over to, I can't remember which rep it was now, but said, oh, can I have a look at this? And they said, oh, sorry, we're just here for the guys this week. Oh. And it was like, are you serious? <laughs> so um, I, I have, um, yeah, I've got the Callaways, um, which, you know, thankfully I've, I've got now and I didn't have to pay for. Um, yep. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, um, I used to use Titleist when I was um, a junior. Um, so, yeah, that's – I mean, I'm obviously not with them anymore. Mm. 
And I saw, I think, that did you get the event in? You're running an event, and I think it is to for you to raise a bit of money so that you can support yourself on, on tour. Yeah, um, obviously, yeah, that couldn't go ahead. That was supposed to Didn't be ahead, in, yeah. in early April, which seems like a long yep. time ago now. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of touch and go, but in the end, it, yeah, it couldn't couldn't go ahead. It kind of all changed really rapidly, the situation. Uh, but, yeah, that's to, to raise some money for when I do head back over to Europe. It's kind of we all have to fund it ourselves. And, um, yeah, it's really tough. You know, I think most people don't realise, especially for, for the women, it's unbelievably hard and sponsorship is very scarce. So, um, yeah, I was having the golf day to raise some funds and I think it was going to be a really fun day as well. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to reschedule that. Um, but obviously, yep. yeah, it's just how do you plan things at the moment? Yeah, for um, sure. So I'll have to have a look into that when I next reschedule, but I will I will have it on sometime this year. So if we'll have are... to get our Golf Days, Golf Days Australia behind it as well and, and get a few of the members <laughs> on board and, and um, try and get up there ourselves. I'd, I'd love to uh, be up there rather than down here at the moment. So Hold if up. we ever get our support. borders open, then everyone can come and yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, before it's a yeah beautiful, beautiful course, beautiful place for Bina. They actually used to have at the um at the shopping center there a floating green. I'm not sure if they still have it oh, there down, right down the they bottom. Did, there. Yeah, like no, green. that's that's not there anymore. But yeah, maybe we should go put one back in because that was just like a weird flashback. Then I was like, I totally forgot that was ever there. And then when you said that. I remember now. So um, yeah, it's totally I I was changed now. When I saw that there, so you you would have been a you know, toddler almost. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's had there, a massive but... revamp now. The shopping center, so you probably wouldn't wouldn't recognize it. And there is no no green out in the water now. Mm. We'll get that changed. <laughs> get some more well, people. In. Um, I'm just going to show as well, there's a little post. It was Joshy Lawrence before. He's one of our moderators. So he jumped on before when you thought it might have been your mum. So it was actually uh, <laughs> Joshy. Um, said, nice to meet you. Awesome work. Loving this. So thanks, Joshy, for joining us tonight. Um, Amy, thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. Uh, it's been awesome. And I think it's been great to learn a lot about um, your golf and your career and also just those, you know, those trials and, and, and um you know, how you've got to battle through a bit differently to the boys um, to make it where you're going to go. And uh, for a lot of people looking from the outside, they, they wouldn't know, I guess, the, those differences that are out there. So thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. No, thanks very much for having me. And um, send in suggestions for the next Friday fix, everyone, and I'll get it out there on Friday, obviously. Yeah, like awesome. Matt, yep. Suggestions for you. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt's, Matt's got a few suggestions. There's a, there's a little bit there he's got to work on. So, and Terry can only help him so much. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure he'll have a few suggestions. So, we're, we're going to keep jumping on for a bit, but um, we'll say goodbye to Amy now. So, thank you so much again, Amy, and um, we'll chat to you soon. And keep no in worries. Touch. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Right. See you, mate. Amy. See ya. And that's a wrap of our interview with LET and ALPG tour player Amy Walsh. What a legend. We loved having Amy on and look forward to catching up with her in the future. If you've yet to see the full video interview, jump onto our Facebook group, Golf Days Australia-Advice and Discussion, to check it out. You can also check out Amy's Friday Fix tip videos there as well. Thanks again for listening this week, everyone. Take it easy, and we'll see you next time on the Golf Days Australia podcast. We're three
golf tragic we're weekend packers and we love that's to right. go to golf. And I, I, I think oh, that's I showed that. you guys that on the weekend. Yes, 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 <laughs> you did. We'll, we'll get to that shortly. I, I think, uh, <laughs>